0: Hello, my name is Ahad Hassan and welcome to Titan Alumni Talks, a weekly podcast where we talk to alumni about their journey as a Titan and where they are today. Having been established in 1957, Cal State Fullerton is now nearing 300,000 alumni. Because we are a family of Titans, we should ask the question, who are our alumni? Join me every week as we meet some of our CSUF alumni from various industries to answer this question. For today's episode, we have Monica Shavaria as our guest. She graduated from CSUF with a bachelor's in communications with an emphasis in public relations and received a minor in human communications in 2006. And she now works as a marketing manager at MetroLink. So thank you, Monica, for taking your time and coming to our podcast today.
1: Thank you for inviting me today.
0: So the first question I wanted to hit is what do you do at MetroLink?
1: at Metrolink and I guess I should start with explaining who Metrolink is. Metrolink is Southern, Southern California's regional rail authority. It's an agency that services public transportation across five different counties in California. And in particular, in Los Angeles, I'm not sure if you're a commuter or not. Um, you know, Los Angeles and California overall has an issue with traffic. Um, and, you know, as my CEO and my CMO like to call it, it's soul crushing. Yeah. You know, traffic crushes our soul, and so our CEO um, gave us uh, the challenge to reduce traffic congestion across all of those five counties. And so what we're charged to do is come up with a marketing strategy on how we can get people out of their cars and into adopting public transportation. And, you know, for me personally, and I think for a lot of Californians, that type of behavioral change is challenge because we love our cars I love my car I spend a lot of time in my car right we listen to radio we drive everywhere we have fun family you know road trips and whatnot so changing the behavior is 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 a fun I think it's I would say it's a fun challenge because we really need to dive deep into understanding who our target is what does that person look like what type of mediums do they listen to or do they watch tv what types of digital websites do they um, consume and whatnot so that once we understand what that profile is then we can create creative messages that will resonate with them to help change that behavior and highlight the benefits of taking public transportation Um, So that entails a lot of research. So I work with the research um, department. It entails a lot of um, brainstorming, working with different teams and coming up with those messages. Uh, It involves a lot of strategic planning and how uh, we would ultimately communicate those messages in what mediums, whether that's TV, radio, digital, social, or all of the above. Um, and then also creating materials you know, uh, that uh, we can pass out at local events, that we can distribute um, across our agencies and across all the communities that we partner with. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. Um, on top of that, we also have a creative agency that helps us produce the design elements and the marketing elements. And I kind of review all of those things from a creative and from a copy perspective on a day-to-day. That's kind of what I do.
0: I see. So when did you start working there?
1: So I've been at Metrolink for a little under a year.
0: I see. Yes. So how did you transition to that job? Where did you come from before that?
1: So I worked at Farmers Insurance Group uh, for... A little over 12 years almost 13 years uh, as a marketing manager I actually had different roles at farmers insurance throughout the 13 years I yeah. was there
0: okay mm-hmm. so explain to me some of those roles when did you first start working there and what was that role
1: I started working at farmers in mid 2006 as a oh geez, I believe the title was marketing specialist or marketing consultant.
0: So that was right when you graduated. And
1: that was right when I graduated. So I was actually an intern right before that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I interned there for a couple of months, and then once I graduated, they offered me a full-time position as a marketing consultant. And I worked for the Multicultural Marketing Department. And similar to how I feel about Metrolink today, and I'm very passionate passionate and very excited to work there because I think it's an interesting time, Uh, to make some changes across California. That's exactly kind of how I felt at Farmers. I was excited uh, to work there because at the time I was part of a team who helped build the multicultural initiatives from the ground up. So we were a team of five doing all things marketing uh, and that meant producing marketing materials, producing TV and radio commercials uh, that involved a lot of research and again, understanding who our target was uh, in, in order to create messages that truly resonated with these people so that we can get them to understand the importance of insurance and whether that meant home insurance or car insurance and whatnot in their language. So it wasn't just translating everything that existed into in English yeah. into another language, but truly, you know, adopting those messages so that they resonate.
0: Because mm-hmm. then with different languages, it's not just a word-for-word translation. It's right. the meaning behind it exactly. that it needs to go through per language. Exactly. So what languages did you work with in that department?
1: So we targeted two key segments. That was Hispanic and Asians. Um, for Asians, we targeted different cultures. It was uh, Korean, Vietnamese, Chinese...
0: So you mentioned that you were an intern in college at that time, mm-hmm. so how did you get that internship?
1: Wow, okay, so I was very involved in college and I was on the board of PRSSA, Public Relations Student Society of America. and. As part of our uh, organization member meetings, we would invite uh, career professionals to come and speak to the students about their career. And I remember meeting uh, Olga Gallardo, who at the time worked at Farmers Insurance. And I connected with her, kept in contact with her, and one day she just reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in becoming an intern at Farmers. And I said yes, and I was really excited. At the time, I actually had an internship with Fleischman Hillard, uh, who was a very, and who is today still, a very well-known uh, PR firm. And it's it's interesting because I remember that I had just completed my internship with Fleischmann for three months. And they asked me to come back and extend my internship. And they even offered me uh, to possibly become a full-time employee once I graduated. And I accepted and so, in my second term as an intern at Fleischman, that's when I was asked by Olga to uh, become an intern at Farmers. Farmers, and so I was kind of torn,
0: yeah. right?
1: Because here I was working for a very well-known firm, with the possibility of becoming a full-time employee, and then offered an internship at this very well-known corporate, you know, uh, insurance company. Yeah. And so, I thought about it and seek some advice, and and I. You know, it was interesting because I was doing PR with Fle- Fleischmann, which is what I studied and what I thought I wanted to do. But the internship at Farmers was very different. It entailed PR, but not as much. So it was more a marketing focused. And mm-hmm. so I was a little scared to accept that position because I didn't know marketing. marketing. That's not what I studied. But I also saw opportunity. And so I gave it a shot. And I said, let me just... A, you know interview it's not a guarantee so I interviewed and they offered me the internship and I took it and um and then when I graduated they offered me the full-time job and it was just a kind of a blessing in disguise right because
0: <laughs> yeah, you never know when opportunities come right. and whether you should take it or not it's great that you did take some advice so who'd you take advice from
1: well I actually talked to my manager at Fleischman and oh, okay. I told her my situation, Mm. Um, she's also a Titan alumna and so I felt really comfortable talking to her about it and I was very transparent and I said look you know I know I told you that I would accept the second you know term as an intern here um, but I also got offered this opportunity and she said it's an internship I think that you should take it because it's something different and if it does not work out for you then you can also you know you can maybe come back
0: Oh, okay. you know (laughs) but but she was super open about it Mm -hmm. which is surprising because you know most companies would want you to stay since you're already settled there so take me back to when you started Cal State Fullerton how'd you get in
1: so I went to Long Beach City College for the first two years and I remember taking a career assessment there okay Um, because I didn't like many students right I didn't know what career I wanted to pursue. And so I walked into the career department, took the assessment, and that's kind of where I decided that I wanted to pursue communications. And so when I transferred over to Cal State Fullerton, or actually, let me step back. Once that assessment highlighted the various careers that um, kind of aligned with my personality, you know, communications was one of the ones that popped up. And so once I decided I wanted to do communications, I researched all the different colleges that had communication departments. And of course, uh, Cal State Fullerton popped up as I think at the time was number two in the country for College of Communications. And immediately I told myself, that's where I want to go. And so I transferred over to Cal State Fullerton. And uh, the first thing I did was take a class in communications just to really be sure that that's what I wanted to do. And the first one or two classes that I took, I loved. And so then I continued to just pursue that path. Um, and that, that's kind of where it went.
0: I see. So you had a pretty straightforward path, went from high school to a community college.
1: Um, and I also had an internship here at the Titan Athletic Department. So I worked, on the, uh, worked for the basketball and the baseball team. And that was kind of where I dipped my toes into um, PR, but PR more of the event side of PR for the athletic department.
0: So what did your role consist of doing that?
1: Um, Just managing the events and coordinating with, actually for the basketball team, it was uh, coordinating the mascot and (laughs) kind of what their day-to-day would look like. So it was a lot of that, it was was pretty fun. Um, But I only did that for, I wanna say, four months or so. Where I was really involved in was in PRSSA because I was on the board for a year and a half. And I was the Partnerships and Sponsorships Director there. And that was a lot of fun because I was in charge of making money for the organization, right? Mm-hmm. So I would outreach to a lot of companies uh, locally and nationally to have them sponsor our events and just our, our chapter overall. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and I always wanted to do something different. And I remember uh, one summer, I came up with the idea of selling popsicles. but. They were Mexican popsicles called paletas, um, and I said, "Why don't we sell paletas on campus?" And so I remember going to the local popsicle ice cream shop um, in my city where I lived, and I asked the man if I can rent his cart. So there's this cart with uh, hundreds of paletas inside it, and so he totally was okay with it. He gave me a discount, uh, a bulk discount, to sell these, and I brought the cart over on campus and. I remembered only buying about 150 popsicles because I wasn't sure if they would sell or not, yeah. right? And so they sold in less than an hour. All of them. Um, all the paletas. Um, we walked around the campus in, with the cart, and people were so excited about because it was hot, right? Yeah. So it's like a hot summer day, and people were excited. But some people were actually uh, wowed or um didn't they didn't know they never tried a mexican paleta or a mexican popsicle so they were like oh this is cool like these are yummy you know (laughs) and um it was so cool that people started to ask when we were going to do it again and so i think i did it about three or four times uh to help raise money for the organization and i believe we also came out on the titan newspaper we had an article on the newspaper yeah so that was kind of my one Uh, innovative idea uh, as part of a uh, Cal State Fullerton student.
0: Because I mean, like there are a lot of clubs now and they focus a lot on pizza and donuts. That's Uh like their main thing that they do. But adding some variety in it, something that a lot of people haven't tried before. And it seemed to sell out. Like I can't imagine 150 slices of pizza or 150 donuts (laughs) in an hour. But that's really great how you were able to uh, just take charge of it and just find something that just worked with it. So you also said that you minored in human communications. Mm -hmm. So how did you know that you wanted to minor
1: in that? Wow, that's a great question. I've always been a people person and I like to engage with people. I like to make friends. And I think human communications was about that connecting with people, understanding, you know, who people are, why they act the way they act. um, And, you know, also about being a good listener. And I didn't know exactly where that type of minor would take me, but I knew that it wouldn't hurt to just minor in something, and I wanted to minor in something that I was going to enjoy. And I have to say, all—if not many—all of the classes that I took in human communications were so beneficial to to my career because I it taught me how how to be just that—a good good communications person—from a like you know really understanding who that person is and how to talk to them and how to be a good listener and understand from a human, as to understand people as humans, right? And so really had a lot of great times and great experiences um, pursuing that minor.
0: And it, it seems like it's not just partic- or pertainable to your career, mm-hmm. but also in day-to-day interactions since right. The thing that tests the time is human communication before technology, before any of these specific fields that came through, we always communicated and we always will communicate with one another. Mm -hmm. So even if it's not pertaining to your major, Mm -hmm. human communications is a great minor to pick up for anybody, you know? So how did you end up getting your first internship and where was it at?
1: So my first internship, it must have been a connection with PRSSA and one of the uh, career professionals coming to speak at our member meetings and again just connecting with that person and um, a lot of the times we posted internship opportunities to all our members so we would send email blasts and i remember seeing this one for bet and for their events department and i landed that internship but i only did that for i think it was event-based so i only did it three times Um, after bet i interned again at titans athletics and, and then after that I interned at Fleischmann, which was specific to PR, and then I landed my marketing internship at Farmers Insurance. Able to connect with different people, and those people are the ones that are going to ultimately help you pursue your career and just help drive your career path. And so, again, Anna was an alumni who came to speak to our, you know, one of our member meetings, and I connected with her, and she remembered me, and she offered me the internship. And so. Um, The other thing I will say, too, it's important to not only attend meetings or be involved or and maybe you don't necessarily need to be part of a organization's board um, or just be a member. But I I would advise that you you really make it a point to speak to career professionals when you have an opportunity to meet them at any type of event or meeting, because that's what's going to get your foot into the door in the long run.
0: I see. Yeah. So how did you manage to work with commuting to school every day? And keeping up with all of these internships and clubs and being involved on campus?
1: I don't even know how I managed that. Um, It was hard. I remember long days, long nights. So I had a full-time job throughout my college years as an office assistant at at an elementary school. And I commuted to Fullerton three times a week. So I was a part-time student and I still lived at home with my parents. And Coming from a background uh, where my parents were immigrants and and really hard workers, and they tried really hard to ensure that they provided shelter and food and just safety, for me, I think that was um, very key. And that's what led me to be ambitious and independent. And I wanted to not only work and go to school, but I wanted to make them proud. And so for me, that meant doing those things and doing the best that I can. Um, you know, it, it meant going to college and just being very involved. And although it was hard, it was just something that I had to do. You know, going to college wasn't a question for me. It was just, I have to do it. And so as hard as, as, hard as it was, it was also fun and exciting. It was a way for me to, to learn and to, to do my best and through learning and through college and
0: yeah. I see. Because a lot of the issues that students face nowadays is how do they manage commuting while also being involved since if you commute an hour each way, then you don't really have time to stay and do clubs and be involved in all of that since you have like other things at home to focus about Mm -hmm. and just things to take care of. Mm -hmm. So what made you become a part-time student instead of a full-time student?
1: So that I will say I don't think I had a choice. Um because I worked full-time. And okay. and I will say I didn't have to work full-time because I think my parents would have been okay with me working part-time or maybe not working at all. But it was in my nature to just be independent. And so I wanted to make my own money and buy my own things. And so that meant me working full-time and going to school part-time. So, And I was okay with that because it a it, uh, it was a good balance for me even though it was hard.
0: So where did you work at while you were in college?
1: I worked for an elementary school as an office assistant oh, okay. um, and I could have easily said okay maybe I should just do this right because the money was pretty good at least I thought it was good at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking back maybe maybe not as much but um, you know I could have just been stuck there yeah. Um, but yeah I know it's just it was It was nice to just have an opportunity to have a good job good well-paying job and and put myself through college
0: is there anything you would do differently if you could go back and just change something that you did in college
1: if i could i would have probably lived closer to school yeah yeah because commuting was was very hard like i said you know california in la county orange county Specifically, traffic is bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember commuting to and from school and my drive was at least an hour. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would even fall asleep driving <laughs> back home. Um, so, yeah, if I can do it all over again, I would live closer, if not on campus. I yeah. see.
0: Because, yeah, if you take one hour each way, that's two hours a day, and you said you commuted <laughs> three times a week, that's six hours just in a car not doing anything. Right like productive for school or for work or anything like that
1: exactly and sometimes even four times a week yeah I would commute because I was so involved right so it, it was it was interesting times and difficult times but definitely I wouldn't I wouldn't take it back
0: yeah I mean like it's not something that you would definitely go and change it's not yeah. like you want your entire course to be different <laughs> right? but it's like, yeah. like small things that like yeah. oh, I would prefer to do this a little differently yeah. Cause yeah, there are students who do commute like five times a week, and it's it gets busy. Right, they should take MetroLink. (laughs) (laughs) You can nap on the train. You can do homework on the train. Exactly, because
1: that
0: that makes it a bit easier. But going back on that, it also depends on the city that you land in. Mm -hmm. Because I know Riverside, in comparison to Orange County, the bus system is very abysmal compared to Orange County. I know yeah. Orange County, you always see the buses running everywhere, mm-hmm. but you don't really see that in Riverside. So it also depends on your starting city and your ending city where you end up mm-hmm. with commuting and like making that possible. So with your field, how would you advise someone who's trying to get into it or has like some sort of interest in it?
1: I would say it's key to find a mentor as a student. That's something I didn't do. I didn't find a mentor until I started at Farmers Insurance, um, but now looking back, then maybe that's another thing I would, you know, do differently. Yes. Now looking back is finding a mentor. Um, also, I would advise that get involved earlier, obviously, is key as well. It will lead you to the career path that that's right for you, um, and that, means, that may mean getting involved in a student organization or just attending events and uh, meetings that are related to your career that you're pursuing
0: yeah so how would you go about finding a mentor do you know like any ways for students to get involved into that
1: as a student I think finding a mentor is as simple as connecting with your professors maybe um, asking them if if they are open to mentoring you or if that's something that you you know if you think that that they would be a good mentor for you or helping you find someone that can because I, a lot of professors have those connections and they they can help you find that one mentor. And if not, then maybe getting involved in the organization that you're pursuing and asking them if they have a list of mentors that uh, you can seek.
0: Because there are a lot of clubs, like if you are interested in the major itself, then instead of like going all in by changing your major, taking all those classes, just by going to like one or two club meetings and just seeing... What are the processes behind it? Because a lot of times the clubs invite back um, graduates who are in the field at that time. So with that, then you can see what the work is like and how it fits with your personality and just your interests in general.
1: Correct. Yeah. So
0: have you ever done that so far, coming back to campus to speak at one of these clubs?
1: No, I think this is the first time that I ever come back on campus to talk about my Mm -hmm. career. And and yeah, I'd love to do it. (laughs) Yeah, you should. Um, Yes.
0: So another question I wanted to ask you is what does success mean to you?
1: For me, the definition of success doesn't necessarily mean how much money I make or what title I have. For me, success is the feeling of accomplishment and knowing that I've done something that has made an impact, whether that's an impact in the community or an impact within my company. Um, And so that being said, I think success is different for everyone. And it's important that as a student or as a new career professional that you jot down what your definition of success is and what does that look like. I also think that it's going to change. Right. It's going to change. From the time that you're in a student and from you know when you transition into becoming a career professional because i will admit that if i look back at what i thought success looked like when i first started as a career professional i would have to say it was monetary (laughs) it was how much money can i make and how far up the career ladder can i go but after a couple years then that changed for me and what gave me true fulfillment of success and that true feeling of accomplishment was when I knew that I did something that changed, you know, either changed someone or changed the community. And that and a good example of that is when I worked at Farmers, our initiative was to help, you know, Hispanics and Asians understand the importance of having insurance because not not a lot of them had insurance and not a lot of them understood why it was so important and so for me working as a multicultural marketing manager that was fulfilling because I I got to do something that was important to the community
0: yeah so I wanted to ask you is there any bit of advice that you would give to students
1: so the advice that I would give students today is it's a mix of um, just personal advice and career advice Um, I think right today, uh, we're so focused um, on seeking our passion. I think for me, that whole idea of go with your passion, you know, do something that you're passionate about, work in a passionate career, it's kind of old to me now, um, because I think when you pursue your passion, ultimately your passion becomes your job. And so in a sense, it will become old. So what I would advise is that not only should you focus on your passion, but just really understand what it is that you like, identify those things and identify what your strengths are in that list of those things that you like, and then tie them to whatever is hot in the industry right now, or whatever is, um, you know, very popular in the marketplace so like for example let's just say hypothetically i don't know well I, actually not hypothetically i think podcasts are booming and they have been booming right yeah. and so if you're seeking a career um let's say in events right and this may or may not be true but i think uh there's a lot of event professionals in the industry right now there's a lot of people that love doing events there's a lot of events professionals so it might be too saturated to get into that career in that industry, but what can you do that's related to events, because events is what you like and what your strength is, that can kind of be very, you know, can, can go into technology, because technology right now is is popular, yeah. or, you know, like I said, podcasts are popular. So can you do an event podcast? And maybe that would be something of a mix of passion, strengths, and what is uh, currently popular in the marketplace or in the industry.
0: I see. So do you have any like hobbies or passions that you do as a side?
1: I do. <laughs> so ironically, I do events. <laughs> okay. So um, on the side I I am a wedding day of wedding coordinator. Okay. I've been doing that for 8 years. I see. And it is something that I enjoy doing. I think it is something that is one of my key strengths. And but like I said, the the event career industry in, there's a lot of event planners out there, yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't necessarily do it as a professional, but I do it on the side. I call it my vacation money. So I coordinate weddings uh, throughout the year. At Max, I do three weddings per year, okay. and it's just something that I like to do on the side that gets me gives me a little more money and keeps me keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah.
0: That's a big issue that a lot of students have. Um, they might have a hobby or a side project, but because of like the schoolwork or actual work that they're doing they just don't have time to pursue it and it's something that gets left on the back burner and it's unfortunate that they're not able to make it into a career or at least have it as a side
1: the last thing that I will add is my advice to just students um, you know once they get into the career workforce there's three things that I think are very important and I, I mentioned one of them and that is seek a mentor And the second um, advice I would give is to speak up. So my mentor, my first year at Farmers Insurance, um, gave me that advice. And he told me that I shouldn't ever be embarrassed to speak up, especially during a meeting, because everyone has an idea. And whether that is a good idea or not, that idea can always spark another idea. And it could be that one gem that becomes you know the company's initiative or a project uh, that will become successful so don't be embarrassed to speak up even if you feel like you don't have that experience your idea may be great and then the third one i would say no one accomplishes anything alone so you know especially in the career workforce um you can't do something by yourself there's always there's always help and don't be afraid to ask for it
0: And with that, we're going to end the episode here. So thank you so much, Monica, for joining us this week and sharing your experiences and wisdom with us students at Cal State Fullerton. So if you would like to connect with Monica and other Titan alumni, make sure you join Titan Pro Network, which is our very own Titan LinkedIn site. Students and alumni can connect among our Titan family to get career advice, have your resume reviewed, and even find a mentor. So join the Titan Pro Network today. If you have missed any of our episodes, check them out on YouTube by searching for CSUF alumni.